If you're feeling hairy down there, you know to go to manscaped.com slash dangle and receive 20% off your next purchase and free shipping. Hairy down there. Cut that shit out. It's not your strongest. It's the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! I don't want to talk about the Leafs. No? I don't want to talk about Ryan Reynolds buying the Sens. I don't even want to talk about Eric Carlson breaking a record. Although that is, it's amazing what's going on. It's amazing, considering that team is close to dead last. Okay. He's very good. I want to talk about the mother effing New Jersey Devils. Baby. Yeah. Best goddamn team in the league. <laughs> Best team in the league. This, this I've been on this forever. I've been saying, don't you dare oh, no. sleep on the New Jersey Devils. Did you actually see the game at, with Edmonton? I have been saying forever, Devils fans, that I am the biggest fan of the Devils outside of New Jersey. And I want you to know, by the way, that game last night with Edmonton was hilarious. Two oh. goals in 17 seconds to win it. I've never heard of that. Blackhawks fans, have you ever heard of that? Of course you haven't. That's incredible. That's incredible that they did that. It's unreal. It's amazing that they did it. And you know what's hilarious what? uh, is there was 80 registered shots in that game. Wow, that is unreal. And, and uh, Edmonton's got a goaltending problem. Sometimes. Sometimes. Who was in that? Was it Stuart Skinner? Skinner? Oh, it was Skinner, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, you're not. I mean, the Devils yeah. pulled Vanacek, right? And then uh, I think, no. No, Blackwood got Blackwood hurt. Blackwood got, yeah. Blackwood got hurt. Vanacek's in. Uh, but honestly, like, talk about that. That second goal, especially off the faceoff, absolutely devastating. You can, like, Connor McDavid has 24 points. He's got 12 goals and 12 assists. Leon Dreisettle has 22 points. Those guys have played 11 games. It's stupid. And the Oilers, the fact that the Oilers have even lost one game with those guys scoring like oh, that. No. That's, that is, it's, it's un- unbelievable. And you got you to gotta think, like if you're Connor McDavid, he scored again, playing lights out, amazing. They're up most of the game. And that happens uh, at the end of the game. You must be going in and breaking not just your stick, but everybody else's stick too. Oh, dude. There's, there's a, I think, a reason he looks so miserable. <laughs> Like whenever the Oilers lose, I mean, he does have that resting misery face going on. He sure does. And like, listen, we were born in 88. I don't really remember much before 93. Mm-hmm. So this is, that's the best player in, in my living memory. And the devils beat him. Well, and you've always said to not sleep on them. Jesse, delete every show we've ever done. Yeah. 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 I've uh, said, you know. okay. listen, the devils, I, I actually predicted in our preseason show that the devils would start in the first 11 games, eight, three, and oh, that's what I said. And it's crazy that they have the rightest man on earth continues to be the rightest. Wow. That's me. And you know and what? It, I wish devils fans had more faith in the, I wish devils fans had as much faith in the devils as you do. I know because I they know. were chanting for Lindy Ruff to be fired at the home opener, and they booed him. And then where's Adam Wilde taking up all kinds of time, all kinds of time on our show, just ranting and raving about Jack Hughes and friggin' Jesper Brat, <laughs> Nico Heischer. My favorite player, Andre Palat. Andre Palat. All of them. I love Andre Palat. I really do. All of them. Yeah, I'm telling you. Enough with it, Adam. Dougie Hamilton. Oh, the Leafs aren't getting Damon Severson, Adam. Enough. Enough. 
But there you are. That's right. I could have been talking about the least, but I was talking about the Devils and their greatness. And it'll be hilarious, actually, when Lindy Ruff wins the Jack Adams this year for surprise team of the year, because that's what it always goes to the coach who most surprises. It's not the best coach. It's always like, hey, we didn't expect that team to be good. And they were. Well, must be the coach. Mm-hmm. Let's give him the Jack Adams. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they boo him and he gets the Jack Adams, that's going to be a great story. I actually, oh, yeah. I, am, I am hoping for that. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm fine with my takes going cold if Lindy Ruff wins the Jack Adams this year. So you're a fan of chaos. I love. You know what? And they, they look good. The thing about them is that they work really hard and that they're very fast. And that is a problem for teams like Edmonton that have sluggish defense. And yeah. you know what makes New Jersey ses, uh, success so far even more uh, interesting, Jesse Blake? What's that? The thing you just had up on your screen. A plot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plot's been out since uh, late October, and it looks like he's going to be just done for a long time. You it's, made that uh, sound like it was a very long time ago. That was last week. October? Yeah, last October. It's <laughs> last, last October. Like he's, been out, he's been out since okay. last October. All right. Cool. So, uh, Andre Palat's out. He had hip surgery, and the timetable for his return is unknown. It is indefinite absence mm. for Andre Palat. And speaking on the injury front, uh, you mentioned Blackwood gets injured game versus Edmonton last night. That leaves Vitek Vanacek as their starting goaltender. And... The man coming back off of IR who practiced practiced with the team this morning, Corey Schneider. Nope. Oh, uh, he's with the IHL. Yeah, he's uh, is he's, he really? He's dead I'm cat money sure on them. Yeah, he's not. John Gillies, Jonathan Bernier, oh. who's been working his way back from injury. It will become their second goaltender, and I, I'm fascinated to see how that goes. If he starts versus Calgary on Saturday, if something like that happens, or if they go with Vanacek, um, but that's going to be an interesting tandem with Blackwood. Out. I. Uh, very impressed with the Devils. I would not want to be the goalie facing Calgary after that shit sandwich they laid last night. Oh, man. Even before the game, Sutter, I think, said that Huberto's got to speed up his game. He's like, not putting up points. No. And like when you with Sutter saying that, you're like, man, that Sutter's the king of slow hockey. Did he say that in his muscle suit? I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost <laughs> bursting out of that Calgary Flames t-shirt. You all didn't laugh hard enough at that bit. I thought it was very funny. I think I think, uh, I think he must go to the Flames store in the Saddledome and go, oh, I'll take a small. Like, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take uh, whatever fits strong men. <laughs> that's, that's what he says, and they just give him a shirt. <laughs> Man, the tightest shirts in Calgary, Sutter. Coach or no, Sutter. just give me a shirt. Um, the other, th- you, so. Before you move off the Oilers. Uh, no, Devils I'm going game. back to them. You're going back to yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, go back. Go S- take uh, me. Small little nerdy thing about uh, the Oilers. Evander Kane had a hat trick two games ago. Uh, his hat trick that he had two games ago, he used a completely different stick. He had never used this stick all season long. He switched sticks. He has a hat trick. Next game, he goes back to his old stick. Did he score? Uh, I don't. I don't think he scored last night. Well, what a dummy! Uh, right? Why? <laughs> it, clearly, your new stick worked. You scored a hat trick. I think it was a true stick. He was he used for the first time all season. And then he went back to his Easton stick, mm. and it's like why. You scored a hat trick, sir. I think your new stick works. That's got to be a confidence thing. But like, he scored the hat trick with the new stick. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I'd uh, love to talk to a true stick nerd. Not like the brand. Like yeah. I'm talking a true stick nerd or like an equipment nerd mm-hmm. and just be like, does any of it make a difference? In their minds. Like, 100%. Like... David Pasternak uses like one strand of masking tape and like, he's just like, all right, now I score 40 and I don't know. 
I don't know if it really makes that much of a difference. Uh, Drysidel stick nerdy stuff. Drysidel likes to play on his uh, backhand when he's playing the game. Drysidel plays with a goalie stick. <laughs> so his stick <laughs> is true. super flat yeah. and ugly, and nobody should ever play hockey the way he plays it, but that's how he plays. Like, Listen, it, the way he has a stick worked for people for like 60 years. And then the curve sticks hit. Yeah, when the true. sticks were made of trees when, that are out in the front yard. Boom, boom, Jeffrey on used to slap, <laughs> slap it past. That's slap. literally, that's uh, what he uses. It's so big and flat and wide. It's like it a is. paddleboard. Yeah. It's stupid. Anyway. It's like a kayak paddle. Did you see his, I'm by the way, did you see his interview about, on his birthday? They're like, hey, it's your birthday. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and the reporter doesn't know what to say. It's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but now I want to see it more than I want to bring um, it. Hey, so uh, listen, uh, Devils fans got on me, obviously, after the last show. Devils Insider, Why? I think, on, on Twitter. <laughs> Why would they do that? I didn't even see. This is the thing. Is I you don't never see- even provoked them. <laughs> I do still think it's 11 games in, but if Jesper Bratt is keeping up his 17 points and 11 games pace. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, imagine the price they'll get when they trade him. <laughs> At the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even, I don't understand Devils fans. You didn't even provoke them all the time, always. <laughs> Constantly. You, you know, know what? what? You never even did. So there's certain fra- f- fan bases where you can kind of go in on them and they're totally with you on the joke. And then there's certain bases where you cannot. Um, uh, uh, New Jersey, uh, uh, you know what? A lot of actually, a lot of Devils fans were not were not mean at all about it. But they, I yeah. think, I think that they've been bad for a bit. And you know, the Islanders and Rangers have both been very good in the last five years. On if you were to say on average, both t- both teams have taken yeah. steps forward, right? Islanders a little less lately, Rangers a little more lately. Um, but you know, New Jersey's sort of like the the third kid. Like, hey, I'm here too. I won cups, and uh, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, and uh, the, like one team you can always make fun of. And this has been since the beginning of time, and and the fans are always really cool about it. Is the Chicago Blackhawks? Now, <laughs> it, that was a lot more fun before all that crazy shit came out. But I remember I used to give like I used to be like, ah, Corey Crawford's not a good goalie. Just to, just a bug. Blackhawks fans are like, Adam, come on, we love Corey. Yeah, <laughs> and then and, like, like, and that was it. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, it, it's it's just. Uh, I think right now, um, Devils fans want you to believe as much as they believe. And you know what, man? What a game last night! I'm still, I'm still tempted to say it's early, but um, it doesn't mean that they're not a great team. Encouraging start. Encouraging start, absolutely. And I thought you deserved your shout out, so here it is. I'll Devils take fans. their start. What's that? I'll take. Their oh start. God, can I have that? Can yeah. I have one of those? Yeah, It'd be super delicious. I would love that. Absolutely. Now we we've got some things obviously to get to on the show. We're gonna. I know you guys talked about Eric Carlson last show, mm-hmm. but we got to talk a little bit more about he it because again. things. Yeah, because he scored again. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Leafs. We're gonna talk about some other things, but first, let's get into you can bet that sports interaction. Canada Sportsbook presents you can bet that with David Bastel. Must be nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. Ontario only. It isn't just sports interaction, it's sports interaction. It's weather interaction, too. What? Yeah, that's right. Dave, can you explain <laughs> this pinata that you have uh, on the website right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, pinatas are, are some of our specialties, and what we're really known for is kind of being uh, number one in that industry side of things. So, uh, this is kind of cool, as you mentioned. Random date between December 1st and February 28th. You hit the pinata, they give you a date. If it's the coldest day in Toronto during those times, which 
most likely would be those times because it's not going to get colder in March or November. Right. And you went at 75 to 1. So a little bit of a lottery ticket. There is a there is a range of months, but uh, is that something that tempts you at all there, Jess? Yeah, I'm trying to think about what date I'd have my fingers crossed that the pinata would February. spit out for Early me. February. What's, what's Early February. Early February. What's the range again? Late January. What's the range yeah. again? Uh, February, oh, sorry, December 1st, February 28th. This is the dumbest thing ever, and I'm so intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's right up before Valentine's Day where you're like, I hate everything right now. It's cold. I think you're a little too late. Really? I want mid to late January is what I'm hoping for. Okay. Okay. January 28th, Saturday, January 28th is my only Saturday off. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be that day. <laughs> okay. okay we'll see about that we'll and see I about that yeah. uh, and 75 to one so you throw 10 75 bucks on to that? one oh yeah not good. bad eh one dollar gets you 75 bucks if you want to just throw the loony at it or if you want to add to it it's if you're right know, you can it's... take a pretty sweet vacation on money like that oh yeah, yeah, Ooh, so, yeah. <laughs> um so what else do we have today dave uh, you know what only two games high. yeah yeah, only two games in the NHL, so it's a quiet night. Of course, Saturday's jam-packed. We have afternoon hockey, which is fantastic, with the Jets and the Hawks. A nice uh, a nice uh, first game between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs at 7 o'clock, which is always good. And it, I don't have to tell you guys that, division rivals and so forth. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Saturday schedule. What about you guys? NFL on Sunday continues, Jess. I, I know you're going to be all over that as well. What Do you have the over-under for that Bruins-Leafs game? Bruins Leafs game. Uh, tentatively, it looks like it's a seven right now, but a six and a half at some books. I don't have an established number like on with goals this right yeah. now. But yeah. is that going to be the tightest game ever? Or are we getting a complete shootout on Saturday? Man, the way the Bruins have played. Bruins have played very well. Shit, I mean, they yeah. had an eleven goal win. The other day, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm taking the over on the nervous goals. Yeah. over there, right? Over on the goals, <laughs> over on the Steve, goals. Are you taking the over? Oh boy, you know what? I think so. I think so because, like, I feel like Simsonov's been too solid, and Allmark literally has not lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something's got to get right. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. We get a we get a really good shootout, and you got to take the over there. I love that. Okay, and lastly, before go. we go, Dave, we must show off. Your jersey. Yep. Yep. Um, this is rare. Where do you yes. see a Slovenia jersey ever? Never. 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 Now, is, what, what's it from? Is it just their so national team jersey? It's a national team jersey from the 2014 Olympics, which I'm sure the, the three of you remember. They Huge beat fans. Austria to advance to the quarterfinal, lost to Sweden. It was probably their best ever result at the international level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm Slovenian. My dad's Slovenian, born there, actually. And... Uh, doesn't speak a lick of the language anymore because he moved over to Canada when he was 10. But uh, that's that's basically my uh, father's side of the family. And and uh, a couple friends that work at Nike were like, hey, that's the one person in Toronto that is Slovenian. And I was lucky enough to get this jersey that I wear once every 10 years. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I have a Great Britain jersey, a Great Britain hockey jersey. Yeah, I and it, I actually paid for it because I just thought they looked cool. And that's where my family's from. So that's that's yeah. why I have it. What's Pretty good most- hockey program, too, too. They're building in the UK. They are. They so. are. What's the mm. most obscure jersey you guys own? Oh, boy. Um, I do have a Brayhead clan jersey I was sent from the mm. from the UK. Um, I still want a Melbourne Mustangs one. I don't have that. Mm. 
Dave would appreciate this. My Fire. favorite jersey I own is my St. Louis Rams stab, Sam Bradford jersey. Oh, future, wow. <laughs> future of the organization, Sam Bradford. Wow. It really worked out. First overall pick, Sam Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a Pecorine Dynamo Minsk jersey from the KHL. I don't know if I still have it. I might have sold that. I have a CKSA uh, or CSKA um, uh, Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, anyway, awesome. just, you, uh, you know what, Dave? I know he's got, you don't know this about Dave, but he's got 40 or 50 of those. So uh, keep breaking them out, man. Every Friday. 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 Every Friday. Only on Friday. Only yeah. on Friday. So anyway, have a hey, nice weekend, guys. Thanks, well. buddy. Hey, so I forgot to mention when we were talking about, because I got caught up in the in the devil stuff, but the Oilers also honored Ryan Smith yesterday. Mm-hmm. Gave him his Hall of Fame jacket, that sort of thing, which you could only see, by the way, on Oilers Plus. Why isn't the Edmonton media screaming absolute bloody murder about that? That is... Oilers Plus is about the same cost as Netflix used to be about two years ago. Um, and so it's about $9.99 a month, uh, if I got my numbers right. And what do you get? Well, you get uh, practice coverage. Poor audio. You get, yeah. Well, so this is the thing. The Ryan Smith thing, apparently you couldn't hear the speeches properly because the audio was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they have, they have a pregame show. They have a postgame show. They have practice. Um, they even have, uh, they have something called premium oil, which, you know. Um, Costs more than normal oil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've got, you know, Oilers games in 20 and some documentaries and actually some kind of cool stuff for kids like learning the basics of hockey. Highlight packs? No. They offer, no Oilers games in 20? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you can get that for free on, or you can get that if you- Anywhere! Sportsnet, the NHL YouTube channel. It's It's sort of crazy that, like there were there were Oilers fans last night who were like, I can't believe this audio. Man, the Oilers plus people really need to get it together. I'm like, or it's not great. Like, I understand what they're doing. The Leafs did it with Leafs TV, but the Leafs TV actually had old games. You Leafs could go, TV was a channel. Yeah. That was like, the, <laughs> well, no, but that's what this is. It's supposed to be like a streaming service, like a Netflix for the Oilers, right? But I'm, I'm just, <laughs> but like, you should be able to watch like an old game or something. With the, Maybe with, you can. With Leafs TV, you could watch you? like games from the 70s if you wanted, right? They would be, yeah. they'd always be on. 80s, 90s. Um, I don't think you can, man. I'm looking at the page here and I'm not seeing that. Um, I am f- more likely to pay eight ninety nine for Twitter than I am for this Oilers thing. And I got news for you. I am not fucking paying for Twitter. Also, um, <laughs> oil change. Uh, remember that series that the Oilers did? That they previously offered for free? Yeah. Yeah. Now you can watch it on Oilers Plus. Oh, they took it away. That's yeah. cool. Always yeah. great when you uh, friggin yeah. take away something you previously offered for free. So anyway, oh, yeah, it definitely doesn't have games. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> So not they have only- the Oilers in 20, but they don't have full game. Can I just say the obvious, what an unbelievable ripoff. Please don't buy this. Well, I mean, if you're a hardcore Oilers fan, I get it. Because listen, I'm a hardcore Leafs fan and I've paid for things that I'm not uh, maybe proud of. Uh, I hope they improve the offerings. <laughs> well, not like that. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they improve the offerings here and I'm hoping they improve the sound. It's a bummer because Ryan Smith is so well loved. And to be honest with you, and somebody, somebody tweeted this, I apologize for, for not getting your name right, but they're like, listen, of all people, do you think Ryan Smith would be the type of oiler who would want his goodbye or his retirement ceremony behind a paywall? It's just brutal. Just and they're right. Brutal. They're right. It's good. It's right. Yeah. We got this idea. It's going to be, it's going to be a subscription fee per month and it's going to be fans there hardcore fans and and it's only going to be fans and i think we're going to call it 
OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what the Oilers have set up is Oilers OnlyFans. What a friggin' joke. Well, but you know what? Other teams are doing it in like the EPL and, and, and that sort of thing. I can see it working, but you have to have like great content. Like we call it sticky content. Content that it's like, I will pay for this because it's so good. I'll pay for anything if it's good. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that the drop isn't good with uh, Ken Holland. I'm not saying it's just it's just it doesn't seem <laughs> you know like the drop with Ken Holland. Listen, I haven't seen it. I don't have Oilers Plus, so I can't see it, so I can't review it. It just seems like I bet he says the team's working hard. Couple of times. Imagine paying to listen to Ken Holland speak. <laughs> Go outside. Mm-hmm. Jesus Lord. Well, what what it really becomes is like you're watching, you know. I, I like listen I, I get the fitness stuff I get it but it's just it's I want to watch uh, the premium oil which is includes a nine minute video of two days in Toronto oh rent free get behind rent free! The, get behind the scenes of the Zach Hyman charity golf classic an off-season workout with Connor McDavid David and more and both not in Edmonton two days into Rome. Yeah, you want to put charity stuff behind a paywall for sure. Um, <laughs> you don't want to get the word It would be there. great if this stuff was just on their YouTube channel. There's a I, one think, of- I think in these situations, you gain so much more fans if you just put it out on YouTube no, as opposed you can't to trying money to charge them and then get them and to watch the content. Make them get, Give out the content and then get the fans. Oilers you know? fans are bananas. They're hardcore. Yeah. They'll watch anything. They're like Leaf fans. They'll they're, like, to, they're like Yankee fans. They'll pay to stand. Well, Semi-outside. And if the Leafs building was built that way, Leafs fans would too. Absolutely. They're one of the best fan bases in the league. I just, you're right, Jesse. And here's the thing. You want to make some money. If you're the Oilers, you have so much of this stuff. You can put it on YouTube and just run your little ad rolls and make money. This is a joke. I'd love to know how many subscribers they have. Yeah. Well, that's not publicly available, right? Mm -hmm, So it's a bummer. Um, uh, Now, I still don't want to talk about the Leafs. We do have to talk about the Leafs, but I do want to, I got to mention Eric Carlson. Rising from the freaking dead. Wow, man. 10 goals in 13 games. That's an NHL record for a defenseman. He is second, tied for second in the league in goals, only behind Connor McDavid. Yeah, I think tied with Bo Horvat, who, if the Canucks were doing better, mm-hmm. might have a little bit more publicity. But yeah, Bo Horvat had a good year. He's, uh, it's not a record. He's third on the record list. It's, it's a post-World War II record. So the record. So that's, that's modern era record. No, King Clancy counts. That's King a guy, Clancy. That's a guy I know. So here, here are the two players <laughs> he's a, above he's him. A leaf, so it counts. All right, let me let me read it. Oh, let yeah. me just fucking read it. Yeah, let him yeah. read it. Fewest team games needed for a defenseman to hit the ten goal mark in a season. Harry Cameron did it in 1917-18. The f- first season, the Leafs were a team. King Clancy did it in nine games in uh, 1929-1930. Guy who a trophy is named after. And then Eric Carlson, thirteen games twenty. 22, 23. Oh, but you're going to ignore the other guys on the list? Uh, Je- Jesse, you're, you're not a big Georges Boucher guy? <laughs> 1920, 21, Georges Boucher did it. Cameron again in 1918, 19. Burt Corbeau, 1922, 23. And then Phil Housley, 1987, 1988. The house dog. Um, <laughs> King Clancy's a guy. Don't disrespect him. Yeah, from the so it's a little different when there's like six and a half teams from the 20s and they're all and they're all teetering on bankruptcy are you gonna take away all the leafs cups no uh some people would they're they're those people are idiots don't um, take away king clancy's don't, record don't here, listen people. to that shit um but yeah Eric carlson is third okay fine it's th- he's third it's still thank pretty you. good thank you it's pretty good uh so respect on eric carlson's name 
Uh, unbelievable. Considering that, I'm not kidding. The San Jose Sharks, if the Ducks had played the same amount of games as the Sharks, which they have not, they would probably have the same amount of points. I think they're a point behind the Ducks, right? Or sorry, San Jose's a point ahead of the Ducks. The the Ducks have played two less games. Did you see the Silverberg own goal? Oh, dude. <laughs> dude it's it's tough goings man it is tough except against going. the leafs i i for both of them honestly it's it's shocking eric carlson is scoring the only list. here's what i did want to ask this about eric carlson and maybe you guys talked about this on the last show is this an opportunity a window for san jose to, to potentially move up from under that deal yeah it's been discussed because We're, he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild but what choice do they have we're certainly not the only team to dis- or podcast sorry to discuss it Oh, boy. How do you even begin to make that happen, though? I mean, you're taking big salary back. He's 11.5. And, like, I don't give a shit if he has 15 goals in 13 games. That amount of money, you're just, you're not getting anything back. Mm -hmm. Um, You might get, like, a couple little bits and pieces here. But you're not getting, like, back in the day when, you know, pre-cap or whatever. Or back in the day, Eric Carlson, I should say. You're getting... Blue chippers, you're getting firsts, you're getting all this. At this point, you're lucky to get rid of the contract. But I have, what's I have Freege idea. always say, though? The most valuable thing on an NHL roster, especially now, is mm-hmm. cap space. Even more valuable than a first-round pick. I, if I were the Sharks, I think I would call around. Mm-hmm. And if people want me to sweeten the pot, I think what I do is I simply keep the best offensive defenseman in the game and hope he continues to be that. As, uh, you're, we're not talking about Rasmus Dahlien. We're talking about Eric Carlson. Oh, fair enough. Get your, Ra- get your stuff Eric together. Carlson, uh, second best. Grav pointed this out. Great tweet from freaking Grav. Is uh, Eric Carlson has more goals than Kale McCarr has points? <laughs> Believe me, I know. I got McCarr in my first round of fantasy, and I'm very sad. Ooh. I'm very sad. Somebody actually DM'd me the other day. And they're like, hey, can you rate my fantasy team? I'm like, I am not the person. Jesse is the man. Neither am I. I am not. Steve is not. The Are man. all your picks picks that I wouldn't make? You're doing great. What a fucking. What's your dumbass. record so far? Owen three. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. I, I was <laughs> so. One? You know, and you know what screwed it up? So I was winning, and I was gonna win last week. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy I was playing, hail mary, used. Uh, so you get four pickups per week. He hail married got two guys. Can you guess who they were? Uh, Sunday is the last so it would have been Ducks players John Gibson and Trevor Zegras why did why was Zegras available in your league because there's only eight teams oh okay yeah that's weird no (laughs) like Zegras was a like a six round pick in our league you know like he went for like 20 bucks in the auction 20 bucks yeah he's he's been great I oh you got oh because you do it for money yeah no we yeah we do an auction draft Oh, okay. Yeah. We do it for um, memes and lols yeah. and calling each other fucking stupid. That's a, that's, a bru- <laughs> that's a brutal way to lose and you're 0-3. That's sad. Honestly, I gotta find... We gotta do Here's Why Steve's Team Sucks segment at some point. Well, I'm this not in last. That, that honor belongs to Ian Tulloch who made <laughs> maybe the stupidest fucking fantasy trade I think I've ever seen and I gotta find Give it. Give it to me. Listen, I bet the <laughs> possession me, me numbers it. were amazing. <laughs> the possession vibes are outstanding. Uh, believe I me, love you, Ian. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to give I you I know he's time. not going to hear this, and I made him a trade offer. Um, oh, <laughs> fucking okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. 
Oh dear. So. Yeah, read it. But it's so bad. No, no. So it's listed as trading away. I was like, wait a sec. He acquired these players. He received mm-hmm. Brian Rust, Austin Matthews, Jonathan Huberdeau, and Rasmus Dahlin. Whoa. How does he possibly lose this trade, you might ask? That's incredible. He receives. <clears throat> you mean he gives or, up? Sorry, he gives up Elias Pettersson. Yeah. Adam Fox. Okay. Sebastian Ajo. Hmm. Connor McDavid. Oh, are you playing fantasy hockey? Did you trade Connor McDavid? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. No, he should have just ended at Connor McDavid. Like he should have just said Connor McDavid for all. Connor those McDavid. Oh and my now, god. But, and he threw in Adam and, Fox and and, oh. Oh, and Pedersen. Pedersen had five points last night. <laughs> five point night. Yeah. Oh, Ian. That's the rough. second he made that trade, we were all like, "Why didn't you offer us that?" <laughs> yeah, a guy in but my we didn't league, have Austin Matthews, a so. guy in my league traded away uh, Connor McDavid too, and it was for uh, Marner and, and Jake Ottinger. And Ooh! I tried, I tr- I asked the commissioner to if they could <laughs> take that back trade. to the deal because it seemed like it was collusion and unfair. I was like, "Why would anybody ever do that?" But then the dude who was trading away was like, "No, I was fine with the trade." I was like, "Okay." This is the way you want to tank your team? I don't know. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> is that horrific? I have a, I have a the friend. The shit that goes on in fantasy. Is you know, I have a friend who, who get, who's in fantasy football. And by week nine or week 10, which is right around this part of the season, he, he, he loves football, played Canadian, you know, CIS and that sort of thing. But he sucks at fantasy. And so what he, what he does is he, he, he gets mad, right? When he doesn't make the playoffs because there's fantasy playoffs in football. Mm-hmm. And so every league he's in and he gets kicked out for doing this. He just releases all of his best players <laughs> when he's don't do when that. He's out no. and just messes the whole no, league. Up. You're, ruining, you're ruining. Oh, the league. You're ruining. You're a sore loser. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. Stupid. It's bad. No, sport. Go it's, suck an egg. I also kind of think it's funny. <laughs> I, uh, I just texted uh, the dangle Navy group chat. Ian, I talked about the McDavid trade on the pod. Can it be a rough night? <laughs> <laughs> He gave up so much. Oh, Dude, man. Like, Why? Horrible trade. He, he, there must be a reason. He must have done, he must know, Ian's extremely intelligent. He must have known. He must know what? He must what? be expecting something. Oh, like, on average, gonna break these his leg? players have more points than these three players. These four will give me more than those three did. Right? He bought high on Darlene. Like, oh, yeah, I bet he'll score a goal a game for the rest of the season. Like, so, and I should say, he did this when he had five goals in five games, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he bought at the height of the market. It's a legendarily miserable trade. Well, we'll see how it works out. It's so fucking bad. At least it wasn't for Marner and Ottinger. Yeah, (laughs) that's, it's McDavid for Marner and Ottinger. Yeah, it was just that. I was like, you must be a hardcore Leafs fan. You really want Marner? You live close to this person? Uh, n- I don't think so. Oh, I was going to say slap him. <laughs> oh my goodness. Drive-by slap. Uh, Leafs and then w- Ottinger got hurt? <laughs> oh no. Leafs win Wednesday night against Philadelphia. Listen, are the Flyers bad? Yes. Yo. But, but the Flyers try. And and I thought it was interesting going into the game towards making those comments about Sheldon Keefe. He's like, listen, you guys, he's a good coach. You don't know what he's done for that team. I wanted to know what you guys thought of those comments. Is that towards just protecting another coach and you know who's a little bit under fire towards knows what that's like or is that somebody who is like yo sheldon keeps a really good coach this is not this is not a sheldon keith problem 
I think he, uh, no, Keith's a bad coach, so Torts wants to praise him to keep him in the league, you <laughs> see, so he can beat him. He already beat him in the playoffs, so we're going to beat him again. No, I, I think that's him sticking up for a colleague who, I'll say it for the 90,000th time, has the highest winning percentage in Leafs history. Um, I mean, I think Torts sees what I see, what we all see. It's the players. And, um... Tort's favorite thing to do when he's not a part of the media is trash it. So he used it as a, a reason to trash the media. Like it's not fans calling for Keith to be fired also. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I listen quotes from Torts the best when well, uh, quotes from Torts when he's paid to make them terrible. The worst quotes from Torts when he's just a head coach top five. Oh, yeah. Top three. Yeah. Top one. Yeah. And listen, they, they have a ton of people out injured. Um, Van Riemsdyk, Cam Atkinson, uh, obviously Ryan Ellis. There was a few other guys that are not there. So there's some experience on that roster that's missing. But the Flyers have been a mess for a while. Torts seems to at least have straightened out the culture, which he said was a problem. They try. And they try. And they they really try. And he called out Travis Konechny, I think it was last week. And Travis Konechny played Travis Konechny's best hockey I've ever seen him play. Like he that, he was, was awesome. He was feisty, maybe a bit too much. So he took a he took took some dumb penalties, but uh, yeah. And we'll get to the the incident at the end of the game because obviously there's a lot to go through there. But can I, can I just say I called it exactly how that game was going to go? They yeah. show they showed up for it. Remember I said yeah, that on Monday, yeah, and then did. I said it again on Wednesday, and they showed up for it. They did. It was very it was very obvious the way that game was going to go. It was the Flyers coming off of a back to back and a goalie who I had to double check coming into the game. It was seven career games. For, uh, hasn't won any of them. <laughs> he's oh, he's over eight now on uh, Felix Sandstrom. It was just it was obvious the Leafs are going to win, and it, it we got to congratulate them for getting it yeah. done. I will but say it, it this, wasn't a huge victory. I wanted to say this in the video, and I I forgot. I tweeted about it before the game, and I forgot that should have been Ivan Fedotov's fucking game. Ivan Fedotov oh. should have been in that game, but uh, where's the, Ivan Fedotov, Steve? Uh, he's uh, stationed in the fucking Arctic because he was essentially abducted by Putin's regime. So that's fucked, and I hope he gets to play in the NHL one day. But yeah, could have been a backup goalie for the Flyers right now. He was he was supposed to be. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's aggressively changing gears. Um, Carter Hart must be the best goalie in the league because the Flyers in their own end are. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. They've been, they've been trying really hard and playing well the first couple games of the they, season. They try. Like they've, they've had a good good stretch of three weeks. It's just the, the skill is going to, it's not there. So the try hardness of your team is going to just tail off and match your skill eventually. And everything's going to kind of eat it even out. And they're probably definitely not going to be a playoff team. Can we give some flowers to the most underrated player in the league? Sure. John Tavares. Well, I mean, I was going to get to that. Uh, um, uh, oh, sorry, it's Sidney Crosby, but John Tavares <laughs> is out there. Um, obviously, uh, it was nice to see the Leafs sort of win in convincing style against a team they should beat. You know, I, I saw the Royal Half kind of making fun of Leaf fans, and I get it. They're like, "Oh, the Leafs beat the Flyers. Every or, everything's cool." And 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 I, from a from an outsider's perspective, I get it. It's not that they won; it's how they won. Usually. When the Leafs beat a team that they should beat that's not going to go to the playoffs, it's, well, they just barely squeaked out a win and they showed up in the last five minutes and scored three goals and it happened. This one seemed like, you know, they come into the third period, they're up 3-1. That's where it should be. They let a goal pass that maybe you wish you could have had back, but whatever. 
Um, they win 5-2. And then Tavares with that absolute... Ins- that second goal is a highlight of the year. Travis Sanheim, what did he ever do to you? Like, oh, Which, and, and I looked at Sanheim's moves on that. I'm like, there's nothing he did wrong. It's just Tavares, he had you. No, just Tavares chose to very calmly and politely set him on fire. <laughs> set him on actual fire. And he got stopped on the first one. Mm-hmm. And then just, I mean, Sandstrom, amazing that he even got across to it. Mm-hmm. And he just ripped the fucking thing. Poor Sandstrom on the fifth one on the Tavares oh, hat yeah. yeah, yeah. No skate. Yeah, like that sucks. That totally sucks. I just, it's just, it was nice to see, you know, Jesse, you're right. They, the Leafs got up for it, but they got up for a team that, you know, they, I think the t- this team has to realize that they have to get up for bad teams too. And the Flyers are a bad team. They got up for them. And look at that. They won as they should have. Right. I, I have to say, Sam Sonoff's been a revelation, man. That guy's first up, bringing the smile. He didn't have a good game on, I don't think, versus the Flyers. But I actually, you know what, man? He made some saves where, uh, like, that crossed the ice, unbelievable save. It was the second or third period. Yeah. Gets the glove out. I mean, he's at very least giving you what Jack Campbell gave you, which is a relatively solid game, including a goal that you wish he had. <laughs> yeah, and like he's relatively solid. And then you watch the goals he allowed, and you're like, "Oh!" And I know it's seven games in. He's got a nine twenty save percentage. That'll do. If oh, he yeah. if he keeps it at a nine ten all year, it'll be a full fifteen points higher than the Leafs had most of last year. Yeah, I'll so, take it, and that's great. And and you know, for the for a team that when he's not in in net, flat out doesn't win. Uh, he's been. Well, they haven't yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's won every single game. It was it. I, I don't know to get him. For nothing. I don't know what was going on in Washington. You know, maybe just a bad mix or a bad year or down on confidence or COVID or whatever else you want to call it. Whatever it is that he's got back, it, I'm so glad he got it because imagine where they'd be without him. Imagine if Washington had simply qualified him. I don't know what the qualifying number Probably too is, high. but like the, they must be some kind of cap strap because it's an illogical decision. Like I, they must have really, really decided this kid doesn't have it. Because he was, let, to be fair to them, he was super bad. Last he year. wasn't very good, but mm-hmm. like you let go of him right when he's supposed to be coming into his prime, like right when a lot of goalies make their NHL debuts. Mm-hmm. Twenty five, this guy. Yeah, Shelgren's older. <laughs> yeah, older. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, thank you, Washington. Thank you. Uh, uh, Justin Hall and Alex Kerfoot. We got to talk about though. <laughs> Listen. Why were they traded? No, but neither of these guys looks comfortable this year. I agree. Can I just say, um, booing one of your own players is while your team is winning is a bit much, Leafs Nation. Man, the play, uh, you're talking about Justin Hall. Yeah, and like, look, he fell down twice on the same shift. Like, what do you think you're helping? I don't <laughs> know. I think, listen, there's a time and a place I generally don't have a problem with booing, but like the reason you're booing is you're frustrated with the team and you're frustrated with the team because they're not winning games. They were winning that game. I think the boos <laughs> are maybe less about Justin himself and more about, hey, stop using this guy in these positions. It's more, I think it's more a shot at the Leafs. Well, who are they going to use? Someone else. Who? I don't know. Someone else. This Find is the someone. Thing, man. Like right. it's their, your job. Nobody Wait. plays the the positions that Justin Hall does. Yeah, you're gonna have a right side of Brody Mete Crawl. 
Ugh. Right. You know, that's... Uh, and kills penalties, you know. He's useful. He, you you yes. wish he was more skilled. He's... I think it's in his head. He doesn't have any confidence. He's useful, except for the games where he very isn't. Very isn't. There doesn't really seem to be a middle ground mm-hmm. there with him. You never go, that was an all right game. For but but this, has been, like, this has been all season, though. This has been every all game. Well, the whole the whole time this year, honestly, we're more than 10% through the season already. Justin Hall has not been good. I sang his praises. I sang them from the rooftop when he scored the winner against, I don't remember. Yep. Game Ottawa? two. Game two, yeah. Game two, of the se- game two of the season, right? It was him and Muzzin who had good games. Yeah, like, why LFR? is he up there? <laughs> yeah. I had an LFR called Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, dude, he played like a Hall of Famer. And I talked about how he came to earn an NHL contract, and this is how he played, and ooh, kapoof. Mm-hmm. He is uh, Alex, it's not there, man. Alex Kerfoot's an interesting one. You keep saying jack of all trades. I'm not into it. I'm just not into it, man. There have been times where he's been useful. Yeah, listen, man. Like They're all some of the best hockey players in the world. They're all top thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> all players are going to have useful <laughs> moments, but mm-hmm. like, l- listen, versatility is something that this Leafs lineup has needed. Oh, re- they're screwing with it again tonight, eh? What are they? J- what? Jesse's got the lineup up. Yeah, What's the just, lineup now? I was now? looking at the lineup that David Alter posted. This is from practice this morning. I'll go through the defense first because that's where we're talking. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Brody Hall, Riley Lilligren. Giordano, Sandine. Is uh, Lilligren's, is he eligible now? He's not off LTIR yet, but he will be. What day is 20, 24 days? 21 days? I don't know. I assume, we know? Uh, well, it's Friday and they play tomorrow. So I think tomorrow morning he'll be off LTIR unless he is already. Okay, awesome. So yeah, Lilligren's back in there. Riley Lilligren, Giordano, Sandine. And then the forward group is Bunting, Matthews, Marner, Kerfoot, Tavares, Nylander, Engvall, Yonkroak, Simmons. Interesting. Aston Reese, Kampf, Malgin. Aston Reese, uh, Reese, Kampf, Malgin is the third line. Yeah. They never yes. list it that way. Um, but it is. They play more minutes and they are out there in third line situations. Yeah. Engvall, <laughs> Yonkroak. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> a little snippet from the CJ show uh, that the Leafs are supposedly uh, putting Obey Kubel's name out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not in this lineup. Yeah, he's not in the lineup. Him and Mete are the extras. That's that's a Dubas special. Like, and I think it's part of the reason guys sign here. Um, listen, we like you. We want you to play for us. Um, and if it doesn't work out, we'll find a spot for you. Like Nick, Nick Ritchie. Like Nick Ritchie. Who, and he probably resents that. But I doubt he resents the paycheck. Um, and he gets to play and get his cookies in Arizona. and, and all He's been that playing stuff. great there. Yeah, like the the Leafs used to have hostages, man. They used to have hostages. Like we we were upstairs, we were talking about like Peter Holland and Josh Levo and Frank Justin Garato. Paul is somehow still here. I was waiting for Frank the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Free, yeah, Frank, Frank, Frank Garato. <laughs> and uh, Dubas is the opposite of that. Maybe too much so. Because like you can't. Well, I think the way they've run their roster is like you can't carry anyone. 
Who was the Sorry, defenseman you can't be here. they sent out to Vancouver last year? After Travis Dermott. Travis Dermott. Like, I thought that was unnecessary. I thought you could have held on to Dermott for a little bit longer. Could use him right now. If there was an injury. Like, why would you just send him off for... If, because they like Justin Hall better. Conditional seventh or whatever No, they got a third. A third? They was it actually third. a third? I think so. Eh. Hold on to him for a little. It's fine. The useful hockey player. I, I, think, I think at that mm-hmm. point, though... I think uh, the agent, from what I understand anyway, I could be wrong on this, the, 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 the agent, the player, and Toronto sat down and were kind of like, yeah. okay, this, is, this isn't going anywhere, so you know, maybe a change of scenery. But you also don't have to do it, because we've seen it with the guys we just listed, that you can be stubborn and not try yes. and have the good relationship with the agent, just do what's best for the yes. hockey team. You can, you run the risk of destroying a player's confidence yeah, with that. Totally. And and I, it, it was clear there wasn't trust between him and Keith. To me, the one that got away is Barabanov, um, because well, he never played. He never played, but they gave him a brief audition on the Tavares line. Remember? And I remember, like, he didn't put up points, but I was like, he looks good though. Like his raw talent is there, and we never really got to see it on the fourth line. And I I think we can see on in San Jose, he's mm-hmm. not a fourth line player. Um, he's a first line player in San Jose. Well, and like, is he a fir- first line player on the Leafs? No. I mean, maybe. Well, they, and they've well, benched bunting a few times. I or, mean, everybody's bringing it up now. Nobody knew it at the time, but Mason Marchment, man. See, that's the difference. Though, Nobody knew it. No one was saying at the time. Yeah. No one was saying at the time. We were doing stories about like how, oh, Barb Underhill taught him how to skate <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. The Panthers didn't know that was there. Stop it. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> my favorite one is Lee fans getting upset about Carter Verhage as though there wasn't like a six year gap between when he got traded to when he became Carter Verhage. I mean, the lightning let him go when he became Carter Verhage. Yeah. And it's not because of him. It's the cap constraints, I think. But like Carter Verhage got traded before Matthews was a leaf. Like, yeah, you got to yeah. relax on that. That one, that one doesn't really count yeah, here, guys. No, but people will count that. <laughs> Are we going to get mad about Dakota Joshua playing with the Canucks? There's a Leaf draft pick. Oh, yeah. Dominic Toninato on the, on the Jets. There's a Leaf draft I'm mad, pick. I'm mad about, uh, I am mad about uh, Seth Jarvis because that pick was the Marlowe pick. And the more I think about it, the more I think when the Leafs had Matthews, Marner, Nylander on ELCs, they really fucked up when they signed Marlowe instead of going out and get getting somebody else and as much as i liked marlo as a leaf his first season especially really good good mentorship or whatever they goofed on that deal three years cost them a first round pick cost them the rest of that that cap space that they had they could have done way better with that it did lack some foresight i i remember seeing a tweet at the time that was like the the leafs guaranteed a playoff spot the moment they signed marlo yep and in retrospect they guaranteed that they were the early 2000 leaves <laughs> yeah well <laughs> which you might remember didn't win mm-hmm. they won rounds but uh they didn't win we were, we were talking about the lineup can, yeah can we right. get back to that because yeah, i think also we sh- they were trying to sign thornton and marlo at the same time i think they only sure got one. i think we should get mad about nick robertson like i think it's enough i think it's time to hey stop scratching this kid either yeah. send him down or have him playing what the hell are you doing here keith the, listen there are in the arguments, line rushes he scratched i've seen good arguments for having him in the lineup i've seen good arguments for keeping him out of the lineup him in the press box does not make sense he's 21 yeah he's 20 just turned 21 stop it they're gonna fuck this kid up if the, if they're not careful i'm serious like mm-hmm. they honestly the leaf fans are not gonna like hearing this they might want to explore a trade 
<laughs> trading away Nick? Yeah. Well, because it, is it, he or isn't he? <clears throat> is he or isn't he? Like, because you know what? Okay, you drafted him as a guy with a ridiculously high ceiling, and what they are very in the middle of creating, probably unintentionally, but they are creating a tweener. They're yeah. cre- they're creating a an average player. They don't need him up. This is a, this is a guy with special potential that they are potentially making into an ordinary player. One of the guys that they actually drafted and developed properly, um, if you can believe it, uh, by just keeping him down there and keeping him down and keeping him down was Nazem Kadri. I remember Mm -hmm. going to see a Marley's game with you 10, 10, 12 years ago, and he scored the winner. He's unbelievable Mm -hmm. in that game. Now, was he a perfect player when they brought him up in the 12, 13 season or whatever? No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But they kept him down, they kept him down, they kept him down. They're like, no, you're going to develop, you're going to develop, you're going to develop, and then you're going to come up. And and you know what? I want to see Nick Robertson play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I do. I actually think, I, I can't imagine a scenario where Dennis Mulligan, uh is a more valuable player to this Leafs lineup than Nick Robertson already. I can't. There isn't Different one. positions. I don't, yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, God, I don't think there's a space for him right now in the lineup. And it, it doesn't make sense to have him yeah. in the press runs. Yeah, exactly that. And Adam, to add to your Nazem Kadri point, add William Nylander to that um, yeah. list of guys who stayed down a little too long and Kasperi were perfect. He was a, a, Nylander was a fantastic Marley. I remember seeing him at and a center point of game Marley. <laughs> point, point of game, game he, was, he was a great as a Marley, and I think that led to his development. Look where he is now, and like Nick Robertson, looking at when he's played this season, he's played six games. Oh. Last one was October thirtieth. Uh, that was the Anaheim game is when he played back on Sunday, so he missed a Wednesday's game, and then he's gonna be scratched for Saturday. He played 14, 15, 15, 12 minutes the first four games. And then the last two games he was in over the weekend, the Kings and Ducks, he's played six minutes and then eight minutes. Those are scratches. You're, you're wasting <laughs> Those this are guy. scratches. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. No, they're, they're creating an ordinary player. This they is need a to stop. You know, 21-year-old kid who needs to be playing hockey games. Send him down. And if there's cap implications and that's the reason he's been up, then again, you're your ridiculous financial situation or financial when it comes to the cap is actively hurting your development of players. You did that to yourself if that's the reason. I'm going to throw it out there that Pontus Holmberg shouldn't be sitting either. Like, Mm. he played fine against Philly and now he's not in the lineup? Okay. Who does that help? Prospects shouldn't be sitting. Today, they called up Simmons, sent down Crawl. Great. To me, me this speaks to the the non-decision on Jake Muzzin this summer. We knew this summer they'd have to go in and make a decision on Jake Muzzin. They chose not to make one. And, you know, this guy is seeing specialists in, in L.A., I'm assuming, about his back, but I don't know. Uh, his neck is what's yeah, his neck the, now. The word is he's probably done for the season. And Myrtle hinted at it in his so, article on I think, Sunday. People are being kind of coy. Yeah. So you're probably, you're probably waiting for final confirmation on that because nobody wants to be the first and be wrong. Yes. Right? No. So, so if that's the case... You know, that, that, that money, the, the, the veteran players that you were supposed to have signed, your Obey Kubels and your Zach Aston Reeses and stuff like that, are supposed to be the guys that draw in on those fourth line minutes and provide you valuable minutes uh, and let the young guys develop in the minors. So you don't need them. So they're not sitting like this. It's, you know, you could criticize uh, the Seattle Kraken for the way they've handled Shane Wright, and they are fucking that up. Yep. They are 100% Royal. doing wrong, and I don't know... I don't know what's going on between Ron Hextall and sorry, Ron Hextall, Ron Francis and Dave Hextall. How there about that? Go. That's a funny one. Ron Hextall. Uh, but I, I, 
I, I think the Leafs are, are guilty right now of the same thing. And at a certain point, like I'm looking at, uh, I'm just looking at Nylander, for instance, and I'm not saying Robertson is Nylander, but you know, in, with the Marlies, he came over in 14-15, halfway through the season after, you know, finishing up with Moto, and 37 games, he could put up 30, uh, 32 points. And Bab said, his first year was the next year, Bab said, he would have been good enough to make this team, mm-hmm. but we are keeping him down on purpose. He was a great Marley. And, and he put in the next year, 38 games, because I think he got injured, 45 points. This is a, you know, and, and then he stepped into the league. Um, he, he played a little bit at the end of that season, but his first full season with the Leafs, he had 61 points. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the kind of thing where um, uh, it's just such an easy decision. And it's the kind of thing as a fan where you go, this is what, especially as a Leaf fan, this is what we used to do to guys. This is what Duba said we wouldn't do to guys, which is the yo-yo. Yep. If you're in a, if you're in a position where you have to keep Nick Robertson up, then you've made a mistake. Yes. If you have to keep him up and he's not playing games, you've made a mistake. The Muzzin decision is something that Dubas really should have did in July. He, uh, Chris Johnston came on this show and said that Muzzin probably wasn't going to be in this team because I think he saw the writing on the wall and he saw what should the Leaf should have done. And the fact that he didn't want to do that and he just held on to Jake and then we get to training camp and then we play two games and he's out. We said like, staying or going. On, man. The game was staying or going. And I, I remember it verbatim. He goes, eh. And I go, okay, well, or no, he, he said that that one requires a longer answer. And I go, okay, what's a longer answer? He goes, they love him. Loves his guys. Mm-hmm. I, you can, you can. You can defend that one and like, listen, Jake Muzzin brings exactly what the Leafs lack and they love him and he's a great guy and all that. They don't, they don't make difficult decisions. No, that was, they don't make the necessary difficult decisions. That was an incredibly hard choice to make because of everything you said and because he's a Sioux Greyhound and you're not allowed to trade Sioux Greyhounds. So uh, they no. Nick <laughs> you're going to get in trouble for that. Leaf fans, for some reason, get really sensitive about uh, that. Uh, I said I that once people it. were like, people were like, excuse me. And I'm like, okay, well, we're Leaf um, fans. We're not sensitive. about I it. know. Ki- I know. Kyle, it, exactly as you said, he should have pulled the trigger. That should have been the move this offseason to free up all of that cap space. You bring in somebody. The defense looks different. And maybe Hall's not playing as much because you have that extra room to go get someone. That was the move to make. Anyway, and they didn't make it. We're getting away from. Nick Robertson should not be sitting. Shitty player. Sorry, no. what? Uh, well, the well, they're making him into one. The if Shane they Wright thing, there was a uh, development in that story last night because Shane Wright played 13 minutes. Whoa! That is a career high for Mr. Whoa. Wright after being scratched for, I think it was verging on five straight games. How'd he do? He was all right. He, he had no points. I think it was a plus one. Plus one, no points. Uh, 21 shifts, career high. His previous high was 11 shifts. Dave Haxtell is not going to be the coach in Seattle much longer. That's my bet. You guys want to talk about hot uh, hot seats to be on? You think it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his his name? The former Oilers coach in, in San Jose. Uh, or um, Bruce Boudreaux or any of those guys? No, it's it's Dave Haxtell. So Dave Haxtell and Ron Francis, there is no way they're on the same page. He's going to be a free agent soon? Haxtell? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. Noxie and Cax and Hacks. (laughs) Nox, Cax, and Hacks. Let's do it. 
with the Axe body spray. Right, CEOs, do I have board approval? <laughs> I don't, do I I don't appro- think so. No, no. I, I, no. I usually try to keep the Friday shows light. Um, but we do have breaking news, and I think it's important that we talk about this. this is a very difficult subject um, because it's completely wrong. Boston has signed former Arizona draft pick Mitchell Miller. Uh, Mitchell Miller was the wow. draft wow. pick that was renounced by Arizona uh, after allegations of bullying uh, in school. Uh, Don Sweetie is going to meet with the media at one o'clock, it looks like. Uh, so, unfortunately, obviously, we're not going to be able to react to Don Sweeney's press conference. But um, here's what happened, just so you know, because sometimes you bring this up and people are like, what about second chances? When Mitchell Miller was 14, uh, he was charged with assault and violation of the Ohio Safe Schools Act in February 2016 after he and another student admitted to bullying Isaiah Meyer Crothers, a black classmate with a learning disability. Part of that bullying included wiping a piece of candy in a urinal and then tricking Meyer's Crothers into consuming it. In 2020, Myers Crothers told the Arizona Republic that Miller had taunted him for years growing up and calling him names like Brownie and the N-word while repeatedly hitting him. He said it hurt my heart when he saw the news that Miller had been drafted by the Coyotes in the fourth round of the 2020 draft where he was taken 111th overall. And then a week later, they renounced that pick. Now, um, this is an AHL signing. And it's uh, and and of oh, he's co- with Providence. Yes, yes. And uh, so it's not an NHL contract. No. Uh, he reports to AHL Providence. Don Sweeney, though, having to speak to the media really says something about this. Now, um, I, I cannot. Everyone, please compare his statement word for word to what the Habs said when they drafted Mayu. The, the Habs gave the Bruins the playbook for this. Here's OK. You, you signed a, a player who's who's good at hockey, who maybe you shouldn't. have. So here's the playbook. Yeah, and and I think what's important here is it's there, it's it's in the in this case the devil's really in the details because you got to remember that the judge who adjudicated this case said to Mitchell Miller, "I don't even think you're sorry." And this is the thing, right? Right? He said, "I don't think I don't believe you're sorry. I think I think that you're saying it mm-hmm. because you have to." And from it's, what we understand, yeah. Mitchell Miller even though he issued the quote-unquote public apology, never has, has made amends with the family uh, or the young man who was a victim of, of this type of bullying. Now, there is a statement from Mitchell Miller, uh, and I believe we should read that as well, if that's okay. 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 Um, because, you know, this is... You want to talk about the playbook? Here's the playbook. When I was in eighth grade, I made an extremely poor decision and acted very immature, I- immaturely. I bullied one of my classmates. I deeply regret the incident and have apologized to the individual. <coughs> Since the incident, I have a better understanding, uh, uh, I have come to better understand, excuse me, the far-reaching consequences of my actions that I failed to recognize and understand nearly seven years ago. I strive to be a better person and positively contribute to society. As a member of the Bruins organization, I will continue to par- participate in community programs to both educate myself and share my mistakes with others to show the negative impact these actions can have on others. To be clear, what I did when I was 14 years old was wrong and unacceptable. There is no place in this world for being disrespectful to others, and I pledge to use this opportunity to speak out against mistreating others. There's something that's mentioned thrice in there. Can you tell me what it is? Is it his age? His age and how young he was when it, he did it. It's a, I remember when this story originally came to light, and I had some difficulty with it because it's A, monstrous acts, B, of a child. Mm-hmm. He's a child. 
right? When this mm-hmm. happened. But you brought up the very important point that when once he was an adult, 18, a young adult, sure, but an adult, the judge said he's not, he doesn't appear sorry. Yeah, and the mother, uh, the mother, the letter from the mother of the child who was bullied when she came out and said that he never apologized to our family and there was so much. Uh, wrote damage. an open letter to the NHL and the Coyotes. Oh yeah, and and he was never apologetic. So I'm with these things. I'm like, is there not other people who play hockey? Is yeah, but they're Mitch, not as good as him. Is is he so good at hockey that he needs this position yes. in Providence? According to the Bruins, that's ridiculous. Well, and 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 you know what? Here's the thing. People are like, what about second chances? Yeah, man. Listen, second chances exist, but you start with, hey, I'm really fucking sorry. And you make amends, yeah. and yeah. and that never happened. I don't and we think have, anyone, we have no evidence that that's ever happened. Exactly. I don't think anyone criticizing this was an angel when they were fourteen. No, it's it's about pr- progression um, in adulthood, and you know what? We might see that. We might, but I think you can forgive people for thinking this kind of fucking sucks. Well, when you do that sort of thing, you come. You, we have earned the right to doubt the individual. Have we not? If everybody in the situation doubts him, like, I think there's fair evidence here that we can also doubt him. Yes. And I don't expect the family of the child who was bullied to ever like him. No. No. I don't expect that. No. But there needs to be some sort of peacemaking there. Well, and I, 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 yeah. So it's, it's just an odd, it's an odd move by a team that's doing extremely well. The vibes are extremely positive. And... Yeah, what you a know, weird fucking the, move. Like the Bruins, literally, this is, you didn't need to do this. And you didn't even, do, you didn't even do this now. Like the Bruins are a surprise first place run away with the division team right now. They're 10 and 1. And your GM is like having to do PR control in 20 minutes because you had to make this signing in October. You know what that means though, guys? Somebody else was going to sign him. Probably. But okay, you're not making this signing on Friday, November fourth. I I hate to do this. The day before you play the Leafs, that's what I was about oh, to say. Yeah. They also did this the day before, not just playing the Leafs, Hockey Night in Canada. So now you've created a media storm for the last, next 24 hours. Like that's all people are going to talk about tomorrow. Right. Night around broadcast. around your team, where there is quite literally nothing bad to talk about. All we should be talking about is the greatest start in Boston Bruins history. The team is uh, 98 years old. They're coming up on their 100th anniversary of the team, and they're having their best start ever. And we should be talking about that all Saturday as they play the Leafs. And now we got to talk about this nonsense. You know, what the hell is going on? You know that the Hockey Night in Canada producers had a whole bunch of like Game 7 clips and montages and all Leafs and Bruins, you know, it's the first step on the Leafs, maybe the Leafs uh, retribution against the Bruins. And it's like, throw all that out the window. We got to talk about this. And they know that. They 100% know what's happening tomorrow. So that tells me Don Sweeney isn't stupid. Don Sweeney is not making. Well, he okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. But but Don Sweeney is going, okay. I know this is going to, we're going to take a shit kicking for the next week, month, year, whatever. But somebody else is going to sign him and I want him. It's also uh, like, this wouldn't even be Don Sweeney. This is Cam Neely. Like, this goes up to the president if you're making this design, Oh, yeah. You know? It goes up to the owner. That's uh, The owner, like, yo, if I own the Bruins, if I'm Jeremy Jacobs, yeah. and you sign this guy and you didn't tell me, I'm fucking pissed. Mm. Um, I, I was texted unprompted 
uh, after the news broke that multiple teams were in. On I it. see. So of yeah. course, I didn't even ask this they, person. Then yeah. they don't do this. Is it a reliable source? Hockey night in Canada. Reliable source. Uh, yeah. Okay. They don't do this day before hockey night in Canada unless they have to because they're like, oh, we got to get them before the fucking hurricanes do. You know, like it's ridiculous. Or, or I, I just named a team. I don't know. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, just anybody. Mitch made sure to point that out. <laughs> yes. but ah, uh, it's ridiculous. It's and, a shame. And again, I'm gonna say, and people aren't gonna like it, but it's not impossible for him to make amends here. Yeah, but for some people, it will be, and I think that needs to be acknowledged as well. Yeah, things like that. Some people just won't forgive, and and once you create that action, once you do that. Uh, you got to live with the fact that there are just going to be some people that never forgive you. We don't owe nobody owes this guy uh, uh, forgiveness. Nobody. And there's skepticism there between. All right, do you believe in second chances, or did you, or do you just not fucking care? Right. Right. So, yeah, are you apologizing because you want to play hockey? Yeah. So, and the, the thing is that you know what I didn't like about the statement too is it. You know, he's like, I, it was a lapse in judgment. It was, it was, you know, it was immaturity, whatever. Yeah. Listen, At no was point in elementary he, school. Like, listen, I junior understand. High. Junior high. 14. Well, yeah, depending yeah, on Yeah, 14, you, you could be in high school. I was 14 when I went to high school. Yeah. But he was in eighth grade as well. Okay. And, and, and so then, let me say this. Okay, so that, that's okay. At no, you're not fully acknowledging it when you don't say racism. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. called him the N-word. Mm-hmm. It's racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you made a kid with learning disabilities eat piss. Oh, yeah, we also didn't mention that. The yeah. kid has learning disabilities, too. Yeah. And it's just, or, or I, I just, you know, so anyway, not to overdo the topic, but again, guys, it's, it wasn't just the Bruins either. Mm-hmm. Not that you let them off the hook. They no. made the signing, but. You know, S had a really good video yesterday talking about. Um, S. Barahini of SDPN? Yes. Uh, talking about the, the several scandals going on in the NBA right now and yeah. how it's, how it's disappointing and. <laughs> And I, I didn't say this to him, but I, I just remember thinking to myself, man, no one's this good at basketball. You know what I mean? To, yeah. put, to put up with the shit that's going out there. That, that um, uh, the Kyrie situation is just, I, I, I've never seen the NBA screw, screw up something so bad. And Primo with the Spurs. Yeah. And- wow. That was going on for months. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah, you should check out check out the video. He's uh, really insightful. Yeah, yeah just- you saying, uh, yeah, no one's that good at basketball for that. It seems like the bar here in hockey is like we got a great prospect. Who cares what happens off the ice? It doesn't seem like the people who are in charge of signing players and bringing talent to the league don't they don't really care. When this happens to role players, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're talented enough at even like I'm saying talented enough. If for a guy who's signing an AHL deal, like he's not even like, oh, we got to sign to this NHL deal. We got to put him on the Bruins. He's he's not even the the top of the skill. He's just kind of he's a prospect. And they're still like, let's disregard everything that's happened to him. Let's get him here. It's uh, there's not a lot of respect for the off ice issues. Yeah. You know, he did some pretty bad things and the t- Family doesn't forgive him, and it doesn't look like he was sorry, but he was the top-scoring defenseman on his USHL team, so I think we might got to take a chance on this kid. Yeah, they have like, it They have it the media release. He skated in six games with the Tri-City Storm of the USHL in 2021-22, recording 39 goals and 44 assists for 83 points. Oh, shit, that sounds like good at hockey. So, uh, welcome to Providence. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing on your phone? Oh, I was just looking at his team's numbers. <laughs> Do you want to talk about 
And then I'm going to do a hard right hurt turn here, but I don't know what else you expect me to do after that segment. We, we had to talk about it. Do you uh, want to talk about the Mike Rupp clip? Yes. With Austin Matthews? Uh, I was going to include that in the Leafs pack and then this broke and then it was sort of, you know, because it's, it's made the rounds and we, we reached out to Mike, by the way, uh, who's a great guy and, and uh, he, he didn't have time to come on the show today. What, what show first? was he on? What show was he on? On this network. Oh, he was on Agent Provocateur. <laughs> Second ever episode. <laughs> That's right. Yes, he was. And we talked about his Stanley Cup winning goal and negotiating with Lou Lamorello. It's a great show, a great episode. You should check it out. Mike's one of the warmest uh, guys that uh, we've ever had on. He's and he just, released a clip saying Austin Matthews is a hunk of garbage. Yeah, he said, wow. Oh, my goodness. The Leafs should trade him for Connor McDavid and Sebastian Ajo. I, and <laughs> gun uh, to the earth. <laughs> Rasmus Dali. Matthews or Konechny. I'm taking Konechny. So you're not going to see the video here because technically that's Sportsnet property. If we ran it on the channel, they'd be after us. But we are going to have Mike Rupp's breakdown. And I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter. No, people, not everybody's always online. Okay, so basically this is after the... And bless them. This is after the Matthews goal. Normal people listen to the show. Towards the end of the the game, uh, Matthew scores and... uh, No. Sorry, not Matthew scores. Matthew's around the net. He was, yeah, he was around the net. And it's right before Konechny goes after Matthews, right? And, And then you remember that scrum, right? Where bunting jumps and then giordano's like i'm gonna superman yeah superman spear like that was crazy i love mark giordano man he's awesome it didn't quite have the the form of a spear it was more like uh gore from rhino yeah yeah ecw days oh yeah Yeah. Yeah. so so listen um i uh i want i want you to understand because mike rupp put out the very controversial opinion about austin matthews on this one have a listen jesse all right, I'm sure everybody's seen it to this point, but we're going to go through. Austin Matthews takes a shot by Travis Konechny, and I'm okay, and I love this, actually, that Austin goes after him, right? Me too. Goes in there, gives him a whack. I, you're not allowed. You, you can't just take a run at me, okay? And comes in, lays a cross-check. That's all good. Identical cross-check to the whack. one got Matthews gives him a whack. And then Konechny's like, shoulder. all right, let's go. And, and Austin doesn't have to fight here. He does not have to fight here, although he's the one who kind of started this whole thing as far as going after him in the corner. But you can't just stand there and be okay with your teammates coming to your defense. And you- just just pausing it there, we all heard the part where he said he doesn't have to fight there, right? Okay, cool. You just laugh about it. We've seen this movie. I've seen this time and time again with Austin. Playing the cool card doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't float. It may scoop by. It may look cool on social media, but inside that locker room, at some point, it's going to wear thin. When you've got this situation, you've got a thirty-nine-year-old warrior that's been playing the game hard from day one worked for everything he's got he's got to come in here and fight this fight for you you're gonna smile okay that that, that's the first part second part michael bunting calder finalist last year line mate second year man you're okay with him getting involved there's kelly yarncroke rasmus sandin and here's the thing you, Austin Matthews is going to stand here and your situation in this is you grab onto somebody to keep it even, right? Look at the body language here by Matthews. One arm, barely up, barely up. It's like a wet noodle. Touch, look away, turn around, look down at the ice. Won't even look anybody in the eyes. But you're okay with all this going on? All these other extracurriculars? Let's back it up a second and just look how weird this looks. 
Chaos is ensuing. Bodies are going everywhere. I see one. The referees are showing more liveliness than Austin Matthews. Yarn croak in there. Standing. That looks weird. I'm sorry. It does. And it's going to roll forward. It's going to continue. Connecty's going to come back. Let him know what he thinks of him. Austin's going to initiate again. Whack. Nope. I'll let the young kid take care of this. Going to stand here. Bunting his older. Smile on his face. If things don't change in Toronto, if this team doesn't start getting some team toughness and having a backbone, they ain't going anywhere. They're not winning anything. Well, listen. When I tell you tweeting about that clip yesterday is one of the greatest regrets of my life. How did it go? I mean it. What did you say and how did it go? I said a bunch of things and listen, uh, I don't want to sound like a boomer. Twitter is the worst vessel for communication ever invented. Yeah. Ever fucking. Are you paying $8 a month to use Twitter? I would pay $8 a month to never have to use it. Yeah. Can I, is there a way out for us at this point? Oh, like I'm watching the whole website burn to ash and, and as someone who needs it for work actively and like has grown because of it, I cannot wait for its demise. I'm so excited to be done with it forever and I'm not sick of people. I'm sick of the type of conversation we have on that godforsaken fatherless, motherless piece of shit. Give website. it to me. Give it to <laughs> me. Read it. What happened? Read it. What happened? Like, okay. What I'm trying to, I'm trying to find what I said. Okay. Let me find was because because I decided to get in trouble again today. Okay. By saying you know people deserve a living wage. Sorry about that. Um, we have a shirt that says uh, it's your face and it says never tweet. Somebody, yeah. A fan made that for us. Right? Oh really? Yes. And they sent it in. Don't. <laughs> don't. No, I don't shirt. think it's never tweet. It's no. Go ahead, tweet. No, it, no, tweet first. No, tweet first. Yes, that's the shirt. No, tweet. I forget which fan. Shout out you for making that was that amazing. Shirt. Yeah. Um, oh boy, look at me going off. Yeah, that's, that always works, bud. What the fuck are you doing? Um, there's, there's too many to read, honestly. Honestly, um, give us something. Uh, I know. So, the first one is I say, look, Matthew should avoid fighting at almost all costs. Yes, but there's 100% an element of truth here. One day, there won't be an Igor Zamula. That was the player that he noodled. Uh, there won't be an Igor Zamula to latch on to. Someone's going to drop the gloves, and your teammates are preoccupied. Now what? Uh, Sidney Crosby, who super should never fight, has eight fights in 1,299 games. Ovechkin has four fights in 1,432 games. Stamkos has six. Even Tavares has a fight on his card against Alexander Burmistrov from 2010. Wow, that's funny. I didn't know that. With the thrashers. <laughs> Odds are, while rare, it's going to happen. Then what? Um, someone said, uh, buh, buh. you take fighting out of hockey and just play hockey. In what other sport is, there, is this a conversation? Football literally shortens people's lives, and even they are like, yeah, no, we are here to play football. I said, listen, man, I totally get it. Fighting is going to leave hockey in our lifetime. I said that years ago on the podcast. You said that in our first season. Yeah. And I was like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, fighting is going to leave hockey in our lifetime. It might take five years. It might take 30. I think it'll eventually happen. Until it does, mm -hmm. it's a factor. 
Um, and there's, there's, I said a bunch of other shit. Someone said, how many fights do McKinnon and McDavid have? Um, and I said, McKinnon has eight in the NHL, two in the queue. McKinnon boxes in the off season. He's ready and willing. McDavid had two OHL fights. In one of them, he missed his opponent, punched the boards and broke his hand. I remember that. He almost missed the world juniors yes. because of it. And then they ended up winning gold. I don't think they do without him. Um, he also has some snarl these days, which Matthews does, uh, but nobody says, which I thought was a nuanced take talking about Matthews does have snarl more than people think. Um, and Rupp even said at the beginning of the clip, I love this from Matthews, Mm -hmm. but why are you such a fucking idiot? I don't know. I agree I love you, by the way. With I don't know. I was shortlisted for the gifted program. I took a test. I didn't get in. It ruined my relationship with education. Anyway, usually these stories are saved for my therapist. I agree with Rupp in the sense that I think Matthews should have just grabbed a guy. Just like I, 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 I didn't play hockey, but I know in the scrum, let's just let's just do this and hold on to each other until all the chaos is done. Mm-hmm. Matthews should have just picked a guy and held on to him. Like I don't I don't hate that take because the the you standing there smiling, that doesn't look good to the rest of the guys in the league who are like, look at Matthews, look at Smiley. Like, I'm gonna beat him up next time, you know? He's no. they call him yeah. some words in the locker room. Yeah. That you don't want that. Just grab a guy. No, I don't think Austin Matthews, whose bread and bunners is his wrister, should be fighting with no. a surgically repaired wrist. Don't fight. <laughs> like No. But- no, I like, uh, you know, one thing that's been talked about over the years, less, less lately, more when he joined the team is, you know, it'd be nice for, oh, thank you, Joseph. It'd be nice for, you know, Tavares to throw a punch. I do not think John Tavares, who had a traumatic concussion, should be fighting. I don't think Sidney Crosby, who missed like two of the best years of his career, uh, uh, should be to, fighting to yeah. concussion mm-hmm. should be fighting. So what do you think? Do something. Yeah, grab somebody. Do something. Hold on. Let's like, let's hug each other for till the ref blows. So can we all stop pretending like we don't know exactly what I'm talking about? Like, how many fights have you seen that got you out of your chair and you were like, "Yeah," involved no punches landed whatsoever, and they just wrestled? That's all. I well, Giordano. I don't even know if there was any punches. That was just a. a spear. I don't know. I think. I well, think, what if someone sticks up for you and gets knocked the fuck out? So the other side of it. How about that? Okay, well, I mean, listen, you you don't get to control that. You don't get to get that's like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. I guess not. You don't <laughs> yeah, get to control. Uh, that. No, you're you don't right. get to control that. Uh, I I think the other side of it is, um, and I'm just gonna let me mm-hmm. let me be the other side, mm-hmm. completely the other side. Go for it. If I'm looking at this, I'm like, um, I'm fucking thrilled as a Leaf fan because you don't touch. That's the guy who is the untouchable one. And oh, it's I'm so, thrilled with the team. No, no, I know, but let me let me finish this sure, because sure. because. I don't want Matthews touching anyone. If he so much as bruises a pinky, that's a problem for me. Up three, 90 seconds left. Already got a back injury this year because Jamie Benn almost put his stick right through his spinal cord. Yep. And I think, I think so. Leaf fans are like, yo, this guy is unfucking touchable. And the Leafs team hasn't in the past, is now finally acting like, no, you actually can't touch him. And I think, I think Matthews is sort of laughing and looking away because he's like, I know, like, you're not going to touch me anymore. But you're and not. And that to me was like a bit of a team bonding moment. I wonder if the Leafs look at that and go, yeah, fucking right. We defended our guy because he doesn't do this. We do this. Someone someone brought up uh, John Scott versus Phil Kessel. 
which well, this, is a bit of a <laughs> which this super isn't no by the way travis connectney uh gives up like four inches uh and many pounds to austin matthews uh and someone was like well what if matthews just tomahawked him and tried to try to chop him down like uh or no tried to redwood him <laughs> like like kessel did with john scott you know what everyone forgets about that brawl phil kessel grabbed a guy and beat the shit out of him it was flynn on buffalo i forget his first name. matt flynn my brian or maybe I'm thinking of Brian Glynn because he has the same last name as me. He used to play for the Minnesota North Stars. Anyway, um, or was it Dallas? Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Kessel grabbed a guy and he didn't even have to do that much. Mm-hmm. I assume the other guy was throwing punches. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think Mike he did something. I Listen, don't think, Fitz, I don't think Mike Re- is untouchable because I think it, anybody on the ice is touchable in the sense that it's a contact sport and you want to go after so, Austin Matthews, you can. So in the, in the 80s, I know everybody's going to roll their eyes. In the 80s, you touched Wayne, you died. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, Scott you, Wheeler pointed that you out. You touched yeah. Wayne, you died. That was it. And That's it, that's all. Is, is Austin Wayne? No, but he's our Wayne. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think the Leafs need more snarl in the lineup. I talked about that on Monday. Um, I was happy to see this. And I was happy from that... the team? I was happy, thrilled to see it from the team. I, oh, I, yeah. I would say that I would... I disagree with Rupp because I think... And, and I... You know, having met Mike, it's not like he's like, I, Mike's not, I hate your fucking team. That's not Mike Rupp, no. right? But it's one of those situations where, okay, yeah, he can grab a guy or whatever. Um, to me, uh, let those guys who have not yet proven that they're going to stand up for somebody on this team. This team is known for not standing up for its players mm-hmm. and shit, like especially its stars. You saw it with Morgan Riley earlier this year when he jumped on whoever it was. I forget what it was. Morrissey. Morrissey uh, during the Winnipeg game. It's nice to actually see this. And I think sometimes people forget in the context of what the Leafs have done for the last three years, where they've just gotten mobbed by Columbus, Boston, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes by Tampa. You, you, uh, I, Montreal. I, yo, maybe Matthew should step to the side and go, hey, you guys, you also get paid. You do something. And he's carried this team. 60 goals last year. So to me, what, I understand what Rupp's saying, but I would disagree in the sense that I, I think it's time that we let some of these other guys who are actually brought in to do some of those jobs, do them. Yep. Listen, I totally agree, man. I, did you see how we're agreeing and disagreeing and we're weaving? No, you're a fucking idiot. Steve's just sitting here. I'm subbing your channel. I'm so... I'm, <laughs> unsubbing you. You're fucking done. Unsubbing you. How are you someone's father? <laughs> At the... Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> At the dawn of man. <laughs> we got to start from zero. <laughs> the cookie, every conversation. You know, the copper age. Oh, fuck no. my life. But um, anyway, I'm not asking them to throw haymakers. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking them to do something. Yeah, I, I would also, I'd like to see him get a little physical in those scuffles. And he does. Underratedly, he does. Yes. And he also like, throws hits from time to time. The, the, one, ish, the one thing I would take Not issue Ovi. with, yeah. with what Rupp said, is, and I don't know if this was his intent, but what he said made it seem like this is the same Austin Matthews who got ragdolled by the Canadians and Ben Sherratt in 2020. 2020 or 2021? Mm-hmm. 2021. 2021. One that yeah. season. It's it's that yeah. period of time is a blob. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was twenty twenty one. Last year, he was nothing like that player. Mm-hmm. Like, forget that he scored sixty goals. I, I think part of the reason he scored sixty goals is he made room for himself. He was mangling guys. He was hitting guys. Like mm-hmm. Matthews was a four dimensional player last year. He yeah. was 
excellent defensively. He was scoring goals from everywhere. He was a playmaker. He, and he could smash you through the boards because he's 225 pounds. And 6'3". And, yeah, and probably a faster, more efficient skater than you because he's one of the best hockey players in the world. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. Mm-hmm. He's huge. Um, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. I'm not asking him to fight Travis Connecting. I'm not. But, like, I remember... Oh, who was it? Niskanen? Crosby fought someone on the stars years ago, and I remember it was super weird. And I was like, him? Okay. But I'm I'm willing to bet all the penguins watched from the bench the exact same way we all did, and we all went, Why? <laughs> That's kind of neat. Or no 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 they they might have also been like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh shit. I mean Riley, I'm pretty sure iced his knuckle after that fight and i was like oh no morgan no 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 mm-hmm. like listen there's consequences to fighting yes there are i'm not asking them to fight and get hurt bear mm-hmm. hug well one that's a mean would bear hug people if i would love to know the conversation after that game or the next day if there was one between john tortorella and igor zamula mm. It's torts, remember. Mm, interesting. It's torts, remember. Igor, at least drop your fucking gloves. Yes. Is what I imagine was said. Like, think, think of it from a Flyers perspective. Uh, why does Matthews get out of that scot-free? It, the, the, yeah, because he sort of like has his stick on, a, on Zamula, right? And that's it. They, ju- they just kind of breathe on each other. He, he cross-checks two different people. Who? Yeah. Because he, do, he does the initial one to connect me and no, then he comes he, back. No, he cross-checks connect me twice. <laughs> oh, it's connect me twice? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, as a Flyers uh, from pr- perspective, yeah, he shouldn't get away with that. Go after him and get to him no matter what. If I'm a Flyers fan, it's five and I want five. them to be the Broad Street Bullies, and I know they're not going to be the better team most nights, and they're not going to have more skill or more depth than, you know, most teams uh, most nights. I'm looking at that as you couldn't have done something. And like, yes, Zamula, I think is a rookie. He might've played last year. I feel like I recognize his name. He's 22, but imagine the lift that gives them going into the next game. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's all. And that's the flyers perspective. Elon Musk is right in that. No, $10. If you, if Twitter was a paid service, Mm -hmm. it would be a better place. If you you had, if how many people would, Send fuck you to me if all of a sudden you can send DMs for pay. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something completely different. If you just had to pay to get on Twitter, like you had to have a credit card. Oh, and just in your general. identity and just to just same way you needed to pay to use the athletic, the athletic app. Mm-hmm. You need to, it's a subscription. You need to get on there. If you had to pay $10 a month to use Twitter, it would be a lot better place because everybody there, it would be their real name, their identity, and you wouldn't have a, a trough of shit in there. Except... No, it extraordinarily won't be the real name and real identity. Fuck you. I know where you live. I'm going to kill your family from William Wallace. And it's a photo of Mel Gibson. That's the future of Twitter. <laughs> that no, is no, absolutely no, the future the, of that the, hellscape. I, I think you're weeding out a large part of Twitter if you make people pay and up and use their credit card. Can we talk about them. can we talk about something? I wish I had your optimism. Can we so talk- you don't think so? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I don't think so either. But can ah. we talk about... Um, uh, uh, can we talk about somebody who Mike Rupp should comment on 
and should be embarrassed. And that's Jordan Biddington. He did comment on Biddington. Oh, he did? did he? Yeah, he he, there's a tweet there. Oh, did he say it? Yeah. Oh, what did he say? Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't actually criticizing him, but I don't know what he no. said. Can you bring it up? I would I love was. to know what my grub said. So it, just so you know, uh, Jordan Biddington. His header is the Danbury Trashers logo. Yes, yeah, he's uh, amazing. Um, you got it there? Uh, no, I don't have, uh, I don't have uh, Mike's uh, tweet there. If you, Are if you, you blocked? I hope you're blocked. He says, uh, Binner has been searching high and low for the last few years for a goalie fight. So he's losing a game against no, the Islanders. Counterpoint. No, he hasn't. And he's trying to <laughs> fight or he, he, he kind of shoulders. He does the shoulder thing uh, to Sorokin. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing with Binner is he only like, does this in games where he's bad. Well, honestly, it's pretty bold for a guy who started the season with an 879 save percentage. Like, dude. You know, it was one thing when you were throwing air punches at people at center ice and you guys were winning cups or you won a cup, right? You had some swagger, you had some confidence, but you have allowed 22 goals in seven games. Like, guys, it's focus, Jordan, focus on tending the goal. I said his uh, brand of toughness is rude subway commuter. <laughs> Like he just bumped the guy's <laughs> shoulder, and then he won anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, a big lick of difference that made. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. just it's it's. Listen, I know, I know, Blues fans love Benner. I get it. Uh, but it's 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 Weasel. It's it weasel. says it says something about how tough the St. Louis Blues are as a team that nobody has just completely ragdolled him yet. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they wouldn't touch him. No, they wouldn't touch him. No. And counterpoint, these days, do you want to take Jordan Bennington out of the game? It's better if he's in. <laughs> mm -mm. Better if he's in. So Doug Armstrong mm -mm. has that press conference where he's like, hey, guys, we're off to an awful start and we'll get it together. The St. Louis Blues respond to that press conference by coming out and losing 5-2 to the Islanders. Not great. So yeah. during that game, Anders Lee fights, um, what's his name? Nico Mikola. So they have a fight in the game, you know, because that's a big fight. Holy shit. You're, you're, uh, you're, it's a, it's a tough game. You know, you got to show that you're still in this. You got to have some confidence. And, and during that fight, when these two heavyweights are going at it, Jordan Bennington's right there. He, he's, he's, he's like, I'm going to get in the middle of this fight. How does he, Steve, get in the middle of this fight? Oh. Jordan Bennington decides to enter this fight. Let me see. By cup checking Anders Lee in the middle of the fucking fight. He's got to get Adam, fined. Watch this. Let me see. Look at, look at this guy. Stick his stick between Anders Lee's legs and the ref has to pull him away. While these two guys are going at it. You'll see it from this angle as well. He should get a third man in fine. Oh, yeah. Look, so he comes in there. He comes in there and just starts sticking his stick between the guy's legs. What are you doing? He should 100% get a third look, man What are you doing? And he doesn't do much, really, but... No! He doesn't do anything, but he does everything. It's a weasel move, bro. Oh! And weasel. then, yeah, you're going to second intermission or first intermission or whatever it was, and you fucking give a shoulder to Sorokin? Like, you're losing. Come on. You allowed five goals. I think one might have been seen that. Sorokin looked great. Usually does. Don't cup check guy in the middle of a fight? Wow. That's a good, good, uh, good catch there, Jesse. I, I never I saw, saw I saw somebody pointed out on Twitter. 
You can't. Yeah, four goals. One. You of them, can't uh, do that. You can't. You just can't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? It's weird, it's weird that he even thought to do it. Yeah. Well, like, actually, no, it's he's not. So because sl- look at him. He's so slimy. All he's been taught this oh. entire time. Oh. All he's been taught. Look at the refs. <laughs> Is he's allowed to do this? Yeah. I want to pause on the ref who oh. doesn't go after the guys fighting, but he goes after Bennington because Bennington's trying to get a stick in between. Let un- Jordan, 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 stop, stop. We don't want you to get suspended. I don't mind the refs letting them go. No. I neither. just, like, if you're going to get in the way, get in the way and don't, like, look at this. No, you can't put it on. Look at, no, I know. Is it on the screen? Yeah, right? it was. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. What is this? What is it? Oh, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Get involved. He's the worst. Yeah. No, and I. Okay. That's your guy. That's your guy. That's your man. What did you say? Save percentages? 890 or 879. On the Eight. season? Yeah, so far. Seven games. Eight. So. Ooh, I told you. I, I, I was surprised when I read it out to you guys didn't react more. No, it's crazy. Who's got a worse one? Him or Shelgren? Okay, uh, let me find out, Eric. Eight seventy nine. You said, yeah, yeah. That's something. That's something, Jesse. Who do you got? Shelgren for sure. Yeah, I think it's gonna be close. Uh, it is Shelgren by point zero zero four. What? He's so an eight seventy five. And Benner's got an eight seventy nine. He's lost Whoa. four straight decisions. Bennington. Oh, yeah. Started off three and zero, and then zero and four. Turning into Baddington. Yeah, like I don't know. I understand liking your. He's your guy. If you're a Blues guy. fan, he's your guy. Yeah, if you're a Blues I get fan, it. you love this. Listen, like, I get it. Light us up on the comments. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you just have to know. Just like Marshan, right? Uh, the difference is, I would want Marshan on my team. <laughs> I would. I would want Marshan on my team, fucking up people's lives. This is this is the Marshan. Marshan does shit yeah. that and Kadri, yeah. Uh, does shit that that throws opponents off their game. He's a, a a shithead that's effective. This shithead is just like again, like I said, weasel is the word that comes to mind. It's like you're popping your head up, and then we're gonna go down whenever uh, trouble approaches. I'm gonna cup check you. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of a fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> get out of here, man. You're trying to fight me. Uh, and, and again, it says something about how tough the Blues are that we keep every time this happens, and it happens. An unbelievable amount of the time. Every time this happens, we're like, one day. Do you want? Do and you, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, well, do you want Ryan O'Reilly to knock on your door? I don't think so. No, well, and he's like probably, I don't know what, the 10th toughest blue? I don't, yeah, who would be? Well, Bertuzzo, I <laughs> Mikola, guess. Mikola Bertuzzo, if you are on or against his team. <laughs> um, he fights everyone. Yeah, Just- man. They're, uh, they they got some robots. big, big bodies on the St. Louis Blues. Anders and Lee should have fucking turned and hit Bennington. <laughs> no, way. you can't hit a goalie. No. You can't hit a goalie, and he knows that. Well, and uh. he couldn't because Mikola is strong. Yeah. Um, I will say this, everyone. Stop making fun of the St. Louis Blues. This is how they win cups. Mm-hmm. They've lost six straight. Yeah, that's true. If they're last I place in so. January, lock it in. Buddy. It's, it's you're they're going for it. You don't understand. <laughs> they're going for it. Yeah, Bedard looks pretty good. Psych! And then they're gonna just go for it. They are one tough team. They're one. They're a hell of a tough. Team. They are a tough yeah. team, and they'd be a tough out in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, lastly, did you see Vamelka's uh, play um, where he tried to clear the puck yesterday? Yes. A if you're a goaltender, 
Kindly tend the goal. Okay, let's do the press conference.